Maybe. Maybe at, the, maybe at the end of the episode. We got to keep we got to keep on a timely schedule so that way we can rub it in Danny's face. Yeah, we don't get on we don't nearly get on as long a side tangents as he does. Mm. Mm. It's tough to say. Like I do feel that the the joke is there. But Danny is always like pushing us along. Though, we definitely egg him on when he's here no. to push the side tangents on. No way. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It is our pastime egging on Danny. Hey, you know what? Who else should we thank for egging on Danny or supporting us in egging on Danny? Uh, his wife for allowing him to come here so that way we can actually do that. I was I was thinking about the Patreons, but oh, we haven't even done the introduction yet. Well, what the heck? Yeah, I thought I I thought we just skipped over the introduction. Now let's jump into that intro. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 132 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Matt Olson. Over there, we have your other host, Big G. What's up, everybody? Who, uh... I got smacked. Nah, I don't know. No, none of us call, You can't call it smacked when we got tied. Yeah, we got tied. To those that don't know, we do uh, open flippy dot drinky at the beginning of these episodes. Now, I guess it's a common occurrence. We made it happen. Yep, we made it happen. So, no, no, Danny tonight. He is traveling, and also, you're probably wondering. To those watching the live stream, I think this what? episode's still going to be coming out on Tuesday. Wait a minute, <laughs> Matt. Matt, wait. Why are you guys recording on a Sunday night? Uh, because. Dear listener who asks this question, I am going to a metal concert tomorrow night. I want to be throwing down and moshing it up with uh, some other metalheads. Hell yeah. It's going to be my third time seeing Ice Nine Kills. That'll be fun. Uh, dude, they put on a great show. So yeah, uh, no episode, no live episode on Monday because I am going to a concert on Monday night, so we're live streaming. But to those watch, listening to the edited episode, this will be Tuesday when it comes out because by the time tonight ends... I won't have much time to fully edit the podcast to put it out early. So you'll, the edited version are still getting this at the normal time. Uh, so you'll probably be asking yourself, why did they not talk about this specific uh, news article that dropped on a Monday? Well, it's because we were not here on Monday to record this. So uh, take that with a grain, not a grain of salt. Take, take that as you will. We won't have Monday news, but we'll cover it next Monday on the 11th. Yep, that we will. Next Monday, the 11th will be a big Monday because we got some things that'll also be happening that we'll mention as soon as we get to that in the intro here. So first off, thank you all for deciding to join us. Either you're watching the live stream or listening to the edited version of the podcast. Thank you. It is greatly appreciated. Knowing the fact that there's people out there that want to listen to this shit tickles our fancies very nicely. The fact that they want willingly support it too. And to those that support it one step further to our lovely patrons who actually think this content is worth putting money towards you're all our badass motherfuckers greatly appreciated every bit of it so we want to big give a big thank you to wade 97 chapman d moose amu the fox colin noah slade third string chapman nikki no modifier steve jacob christian and maddie k thank you to each and every one of you couple things i'll mention it here on the podcast as well 
We had our super secret Patreon live stream drawing. One of the benefits of being the Patreon member. Secrets are lies. Or in this case, they're the truth. Potato, tomato. Yeah, okay. So you could be part of that secret live stream if you join the Patreon, where we do the drawings and stuff for the packs and cards that we give away as, uh, you know, like a thank you to our patrons and stuff. So first off, big, uh, in case you haven't heard, first off, Amu the Fox has won a pack. He is aware. He was on the live stream. Jacob, you have won the other pack. And then Noah, I got a hold of Noah. He has won the card and chosen, uh, chose what card it was. And it was a Frexian Tower from Jumpstart. So that is some of the stuff that you can expect to to get becoming a Patreon of this week in MTG. We have a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 tier tier puts you in to win those booster packs. This month was uh, set boosters of Kamigawa. Next month in May, we're going to give away set boosters of Streets of New Capenna. So be hyped for that. And at the $10 tier, our Draco Genius tier, you will be put into a drawing for a commander card that's valued between $15 and $20. Haven't uh, haven't figured out the list for next month's yet, but that's another thing of being a patron. You get to vote at which card wins. I suppose we got to come up with that list this week. We will come up with that list this week. So if you want to see the list, join the Patreon. Uh, but if you don't want to support us at Patreon, that's okay. Listening to us right now is fine. Just listening is amazing uh sharing us would be cool too if you want to do that shit we've never like said any of that like share us you know tell us about us to a friend rate us on any like uh platform that you're on if you're on itunes or if you're on spotify now has rate ratings they do yeah give us whatever stars that you think that we're worth i want to be honest you know i don't want to be like give us a five star i feel like that's always kind of like five stars appreciated but we'll accept whatever you want to give us if we're a three star that's fine. If we're a two star, that's fine. If we're a one star, that's also fine. And I'll make this plug. If you're if you're thinking we're that low, tell us how we can be better. Yes, we enjoy feedback. Yep. Tell us how we're due in any manner. We appreciate all of that. Uh, but if you want to, another way to support us is you could buy some playmats from us. We have some awesome playmats of our banner that you can hit us up on Discord, on Twitter, on Facebook, and be like, "Yo, I want to buy a playmat," and we will send them to you. They're twenty bucks a piece. We'll work out details for shipping and stuff, and we'll ship them anywhere. We ship them to one of our patrons in Germany. Motherfucking Germany. We want people to have these playmats in their hands for people to play with. Play on. First, we take over the United States. Then, Germany. We got to be careful about that. I think they might not like that kind of a plan. Oh, I'm just, I'm just talking about I'm just talking about in listenership on... Oh. Yeah. What, oh, you, okay. what did you think I was talking about? We'll take over Germany in listenership. Oh, okay, cool. I'm glad we're on the same page. This week in Germany takeover. (laughs) But if you don't want to hit us up online and you're in the FM area, the Fargo-Moorhead area, go check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, who have our playmats as well, selling for $20. You just walk up to the counter and be like, I wanted this week in MTG playmats. They will give it to you, and you give them 20 bucks and whatever tax there is on that, and you'll be a happy Magic player. So speaking of J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, 
Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. <laughs> let's talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about that giveaway that we're doing now. Jesus. So we have a giveaway that is put on by Ultima Gaming in Detroit Lakes by Dave. He decided to give us an awesome Kamigawa Neon Dynasty pre-release kit to give away to one of our lucky listeners online. Follow the links down below and enter in. And the entering is just like, you know, following us on Twitter, following us on Facebook, uh, following Ultima Gaming on Facebook as well. Very simple stuff. And you can put in for a drawing that we will draw for for from next Monday, the 11th, which is confirmed the 11th. We talked about that last week. <laughs> Not the 10th because we're recording on Monday. I, I said the 13th. Oh, yeah, that's Wednesday. right. Yeah, I remember that very well. Danny loved to remind me that it was the 11th. That you were wrong. Very wrong. So that'll be happening the 11th next Monday. So if you entered... Definitely have a reason to join into the live stream for sure, I would say. But of course, we'll reach out if you want and stuff. So that way you can get your pack. And I think that's it that we have for giveaways, announcements. We move to the breakdown now. I think we do. I think that's where we're at. We move to the breakdown, Magic Folk. And in the breakdown, I tell you about what's hap- what to expect in this episode coming up for you. So buckle up as we move to the event results first where we give you a salt report move to a modern league results and then upcoming events with a con and talking about the paradox crazy eights event from there there will be no blog because no danny and then we're going to jump to the news where we have a bunch of arena news some secret layer news and probably the biggest news of this last week the return of the pro tour everybody online is super excited about that I can't believe it took them so long to bring it back. Yeah. We'll cover this when we get there. We'll cover this. I don't want to say a tangent off. We're still in the breakdown. So after that, we're going to jump to the contract currency where we talk about price trends. And boy, are there some price trends moving due to the the Pro Tour announcement where the, the first Pro Tour is going to be a Pioneer one. So a lot of Pioneer cards moving up. We're going to talk about that. Then from there, we're going to see if we have enough time for the ThoughtCast, if maybe uh, Big G and I <laughs> don't side tangent off. I lot. mean, we we can side tangent all the way to the ThoughtCast. We're side tangent our way through. Okay. That challenge accepted? Nah, let's not do it. Let's be productive. Prove uh, to Danny we prove, can do it. Prove to Danny. Be like, Danny. Prove to Danny we can do it. We can stay on tracks without you. <laughs> and then after that... It'll be the end of the episode, and y'all can go home and enjoy the rest of your week. They're already home. Oh, thank you for completing that. You're welcome. So, Big G, we're jumping over to the Boggle Desk and starting off with Assault Report. Uh, we're not talking about it. It's, what the fuck? It's the JB Salt Report. Oh, but here's the fun. Actually, I do have a small salt report, but it's like a, it's like a salt and sugar report. So build up, build up a new deck, and wanted to test it out on Thursday night. For those of you who don't know, with uh, doing the 33 challenge, that's kind of occupying my deck building time. I'm kind of sticking to commander right now. So I got my Golgari elves done with Lothril, and you know I did a couple of test shuffles by myself when I was sleeving it up, putting it together, all that. But I get to the first game I'm gonna play. Opening hand. No lands. All right, cool. Mulligan. 
free mulligan is what we decided on. And then drew another seven. One land, no form of mana ramp. It's like, God damn it. All right, down to six. Shuffle, no land. Fuck. Shuffle, no land. Fuck. Oh, no. Shuffle, no land. God damn it. Down to three. Finally get a hand I can keep. And I keep it because it's got one of my one drop elves, a land, and the <laughs> ley line of abundance. I was like, and those were the three cards I kept. Sounds about right. I was like, all right, all right, we got this. We got this. I actually killed somebody with commander damage. I don't remember the last what? time. I don't remember the last time I have killed somebody with commander damage. And a mold of three. And a mold of three. I lost the game, like ultimately, but I was I was number two in our pot of three. So I mean, I wasn't I wasn't the worst, but I wasn't the best. Here I thought you were gonna say it's like you forgot to put all the rest of your lands in the deck and you only had like the few in there no, the way that no, that was going for no, you. No, I, I had the land set up and that was the weird part too when I did the test shuffles. Like I ended up always getting a good hand. So I mean, it was just inevitable. It was going to be a, a string of shit hands. So I mean, like I said, salt, a little bit of salt, but ended up being sweet because yeah, ended up killing with commander damage one of the guys and I was like, on a mold of fucking three even. And I was like, what the hell? This no, this shouldn't happen. Okay. Well, good to know that your deck can do that. No kidding. Well, starting with a ley line of abundance and whatever one drop elf it was and shit, like the ramp there it already. Was, uh, 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 Farnhorn elves. Farnhorn. Okay. The pre. Uh, no. Yeah, it was the pre Lanowar elf, wasn't it? No, Lanowar elf was still first. Finhorn was. Yep. At, Finhorn came out in Ice Age. Yep, wasn't it? So. Okay. But yeah, there's mine. I see that you have one too in our show notes. Yeah, I put this one in here. Uh, it's not a salt report; it's a sugar report. Ooh, I would sugar. Say. Do we should should we do a sugar and a salt report? I figure it falls into the same category. All right, there. cool. So anyway, like, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, let's just say if it's either salt or sugar and stuff. But I had the complete and awesome honor to meet no modifier Patreon and Discord member and the guy that's hosting on our brawl leagues. We'll we'll talk about here in a little bit, and uh, I got to meet him in person. Came up to Fargo, and we played some magic together. Came up, we bought some packs, we did a Winchester draft. Winchester or Winston, I can't remember which one it's called. Like We drafted, uh, it's one of the two-player two draft formats. Bought a pack of Keldheim, bought a pack of Kamigawa, and bought a pack of Ikoria. Very intense. He put together a Jund deck, I put together a Bant deck, and uh, game one was so fucking close. Was that the one I walked in on? Uh, or were you on game two at that point? Game game one, where I, I, I was like doing the Hail Marys. Where he was down to four. I was down to three. So And his Akoria pack, he drafted uh, Yadaro, Wandering uh, Monster, or whatever, the Dirtle Turtle that cycles, and it's the 8-8 Trample Haste. Oh, yep. We got to the point where he could just like straight up hard cast that. <laughs> and it's an 8-8 Trample Haste. But... In my Keldheim pack, or in one of the Keldheim dra- uh, cards that I drafted, I got the Raven form that I foretold at like turn two when I could and stuff. And so he hit me and brought me down to three. And the only thing that pretty much won me the game was that I was able to exile that and swing in the following turn with two flyers. He had one flyer after that. Uh, two, uh, one was a 2-4 and the other one was a 2-2 two, two flyer. He blocked the 2-2 two, two to try and kill it. So my 2-4 made it through, but I had the card from a Coria that turns a creature's base power into a 4-4 just enough to kill him. I would not have won that had I not kept the Raven's form and top-decked that four, that uh, 
base power 4-4 instant speed spell there. Otherwise, he would have clapped my cheeks like, that Yodaro coming down hurts a fuck ton. <laughs> and then game two, that one was a little un- more unfortunate because like he did not draw... The, uh, he did not draw the lands that he needed, so he was like land starved by like turn four, and I just kept going and then won. We played the, we played like a third game, and he pub stomped me, just straight up pub stomped me. But um, no, because of that, we uh, we drafted all the cards afterwards to like see who got what. He got a fable. Uh, he picked the foil. There was an, a foil fable of the mirror breaker that we opened up in the Kamigawa pack. Hell yeah, good for him. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that in the pioneer section when we get to yeah, the country currency buddy. because that's moving up in price. So, uh, Nomad, you listen to this, man. You got some pure gas money card right there. All right. So, like Matt said, because we're actually doing our live show on a Monday, we don't have all Sunday. Of, or a Sunday, not a Monday. That's what I meant there to say. There you go. I got you. Um, I got you. We didn't have as much to choose from from the event, so I just grabbed, uh, because I know we've been talking about it a lot since the Luris ban, Modern League results. So, I grabbed a Modern League result page from Saturday. And jumping into the meta breakdown, we've got 12 other decks. Christian, it's not Monday for us, bud. <laughs> it's true. It is Monday for him. <laughs> yep. All right. So um, at the top spot for the metas, um, we've got other decks. So the 12 various decks that didn't fit um, within you know any themes that they've got established already in their breakdown. This was 12, 12 of the decks, 13% of the meta. But then Blink came in at second as far as the meta breakdown goes with six decks at 6.6% of the meta. Five Color Omnath had five decks at 5.5% of the meta. And Death Shadow had four decks at 4.4% of the meta. And then jumping into the most played cards, it's like the monkey likes to stay at the top. Ragavan is sitting at 106 copies, 31% of the decks. Lightning Bolt sitting at 103 copies, 35% of the decks. Tafuri Time Raveler, 81 copies, 25% of the decks. And Fury had 53 copies, or sorry, 73 copies at 27% of the decks. Top Creatures, Ragavan still sitting at the number one. Fury sitting at number two. But then number three, Solitude with 70 copies, 20% of the decks. And Season Pyromancer had 59 copies and 20% of the decks. Then jumping in the top spells, we got Lightning Bolt and we got Tafuri Time Raveler. But then third place coming in for top spells is Prismatic Ending 70 copies, 22% of the decks. And then fourth top played spell, Renin 6, 68 copies and 20% of the decks. Okay, so a quick reminder, leagues are like below challenges. So this is where people can have a little more fun with their decks. Like you do like 5-0s and shit like that. I love to I love to look at leagues because it shows you like the amount of creativity that people have in these in these decks. So, an Obosh Agro Mono Red deck was one that went like five zero, running uh, Season Pyromancers and all this jazz, just like straight up Obosh Burn, which was really cool. Sahili Combo showing up as one of the Omnath decks, and uh, Sahili Combo, as a reminder, is like you use Sahili Rai to bounce a Felidar Guardian continuously, make a bunch of those hasty motherfuckers yep. enough to uh, kill an opponent. And the fact it's 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 regarded as like a tier two combo that's like a weirder form of uh, Splinter Twin. Like it doesn't like it, the way that's smarter modern players talk about it is that it's not 
sw- Splinter Twin. It's like a Splinter Twin adjacent and stuff, which still blows my mind because like Splinter Twin was apparently powerful and people want that shit back. But here we got like a Sahili combo that I don't know, seems a little more versatile. I don't know, just as good. But just yeah. wanted to, just wanted to point that out. Sahili combo making five O's and stuff with the Lurus ban. One crazy thing in that deck, it's actually running an Eska's Chariot, which doubles up on tokens, which is what Sahili makes tokens yeah all right but yeah so we don't have some of the bigger results um although actually live look up because i know you posted it or oh, the the nrg one yep yeah you posted it in the news i, think you I did, did. No, no 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 i posted it in the magic discussion i think thank you That's all right so post. um we'll probably talk a little bit more about this next week but we got jason ashcraft in the chat sup man hell yeah brother all right, so um, we don't have all the details yet, or at least all the ones that we like to share out, but congratulations to the NRG winner of the two 20K showdown, Piper Hawk. She ended up winning with a living end deck so, and came in as the second player to qualify for this year's NRG championship. So you know what, Piper, congratulations to you. And next week, we'll talk a little bit more about the deck breakdowns and everything we got going on. So that's what we got there as far as our results. So with some upcoming events we got going on, we've got the Arena Open for April 2022, and it's going to be historic format. And it is a two-day event kicking off on April 16th, which is in two weeks. So... You need to best your opponents in seven, best of one, or four, best of three matches and receive the invitation for day two's intense competition for prizes up to $2,500. A few things before you get overly excited. You do need to be 18 or over to participate. You need to be regionally eligible for the restrictions below void where prohibited, um, which we'll link those in with the terms and conditions that apply to this. And then receiving monetary rewards requires having or creating a Wizards DCI or iPayout account. iPayout accounts cannot be created in advance. So like I said, day one is going to be on April 16th. That's a Saturday for you with both best of one and best of three historic matches to to determine who will be invited to day two. Best of one, like I said before, you need to have seven wins to earn the invitation. Best of three, you need four wins. So then, everyone who enters, you will get a Neon Samurai Sleeves for your deck on on, um, on Arena. There we go. Jeez. And then, jumping into a few more of the details for the events, the start time for the event will be 6 a.m. Pacific time, and it will end 3 a.m. Our sign-up will end on February 27th, which has already passed. That's really weird i'm reading it right off of the website really that's what yep. it says signups yeah sign up ends in Fe- february 27th i feel like that uh that's gotta be a misprint so that is that has to be it has to be so um the event itself will end on september 17th at 6 a.m pacific time well i'm i'm trying to even just understand when Watsy, what, what the hell doing? is going on? There? Here's your fucking fa- or your proofreaders, right? I don't <laughs> like. I can't even. About I can't even figure out when that would actually be. <laughs> Maybe it's supposed to be April fifteenth. How do you get 
April, February 27th. I don't know, dude. Oh I don't God. know. Okay, I'm so with you. anyways, so you, know, so you know what, we're listeners, we're sorry. Link below, um, so that way we we cover our tracks. We we cite our sources. Yeah, this is fucking stated there. Yep. So just just make sure you sign up for the event. Um, no matches will begin after the end match time, but matches in progress will be allowed to finish. And your entry fee for this one is twenty five k in gold or five k in gem. And that is for both the best of one and best of three. Um, already gave the the breakdown of what you need to qualify for day two. But just in case you want to know what you could win for uh, prizes for the best of one, if you get six wins and you don't get that seven win, you get 25K in gems. Five wins, you get 1K in gem. And zero to four wins, you get nothing. So make sure you bring your A game to that. And then traditional, the best of three, four wins, like we said, you get that day two invitation. Three wins, you get 5,000 gems. Two wins, 3,000. One win, 1,000 gems. And zero wins, you get nothing. No pity packs, no nothing other than them sleeves. And day two, if you get lucky enough to get into it, your entry window is April 17th, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific time. You need to join during this two-hour window. That way you will have plenty of time to put or get into your events and everything like that. The event end, no new matches will happen after April 17th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. You sure it's not February 27th? No, I'm looking at it. They have <laughs> they have this section of it right. Sorry, I just got to poke fun at you a little more. <laughs> you would think, like, when we make mistakes, it, it's at least understandable. We're schmucks with microphones that yes. work while we're putting together show notes, but yes. they have people that work on this shit. <laughs> All right, but then it is traditional historic. Uh, your entry fee is you just need to have that token that you earned on day one, and it is best of three until eight wins or two losses. Now, if you do make it to day two, here's what we got for you for wins or prizes based off of your wins. Eight wins, you get 25K US dollars, and you get an invitation to the May qualifier weekend. And then seven wins, $2,000, again, an invitation to that qualifier weekend. Six wins, 1,000 US dollars. Five wins, 25,000 gems. Four wins, 10,000 gems. Three wins, 7,500 gems. And zero to two wins, you get 5,000 gems. So yeah, there's that piece right there. All right, but we've got more SEG cons coming up. This time it is in Dallas. And this will be April 8th through the 10th. So make sure to mark your calendars for plenty of fun-filled days for Magic the Gathering and flesh and blood and more now we're just going to do a quick rundown of these main events so friday they've got modern 30k trials so these would be five rounds of swiss 25 dollars entry fees and then they've got the prize breakdowns which we will link below for you and then yep they've actually got three of those set up at varying different times so make sure if you're down in the dallas area make sure to get signed up and look at info for those based off of your schedule and then Saturday, they've got another Modern 30K event. Day, and this will be a two-day split for you. So eight rounds of Swiss for day one, five rounds of Swiss. That'll cut to top 12 for you. And all of this, and then the top 12 do single elimination playoff. First through fourth ranked players after Swiss get a buy round. And then they have prizes ranging from first place getting $5,000 all the way down to 32nd place. You get $250, so not too bad. And then on Sunday, they've got a modern 10K event 
Um, again, they've got varying prizes down there for you. But then for you flesh and blood players, they've got your battle hardened blitz format for you. Um, I'm going to be honest. I haven't looked into flesh and blood too much. So hopefully somebody knows what's going on here. We are this week in MTG, not this week in FAB. But Star City Games has a commander celebration coming up with this as well. So the package for this is $80 and you get exclusive access to SEG Con Commander Zone for all three days. Soul Ring promo card, non-foil. Path of Ancestry, non-foil promo card. New art. The new art for it that yeah. looks really fucking cool. I wish I'm, I had that. It's honestly freaking awesome. And then you get the same art as a playmat. Which still looks fucking cool. Yep. <laughs> you get four commander pod vouchers, a deck box, and a badge with a lanyard. Ooh, a lanyard. Yes. Everybody wants that lanyard. <laughs> All right. And then the infinite challenge is at 150 bucks, and you get to enter in any challenge event all weekend long. You choose your own play mat from over 20 plus available from the prize wall. And then they're going to have vendors there like coolstuff.ing, travel adventure, 95 MTG, and plenty more, along with some artists joining. So we've got Mark Poole, RK Post, Jeff Lauenstein, and I probably butchered that last name, so I apologize. Lauenstein? Yep. Um, one that I would be really excited for, uh, Dan Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few more there for you as well. Um, you do need to provide your proof of COVID-19 vaccination or have that negative test within 72 hours prior to the entry. And yeah, there we go. We'll we'll go ahead and link all that information down below for you so that way you can jump in there if you're in the Dallas area. I know there's a bunch of content creators that are going to be heading down there. If I'm not mistaken, mistaken, the guys at the Dive Down podcast are going to be going. Uh, Ooh, nice. Shane and Stanislav are both going to be going down there. Dave yeah. cannot make it. Uh, not connected by them or anyways. I just love their podcast a lot. So, All right. And then jumping a little bit more local for us, we've got Paradox doing their Crazy 8. We've got Popper this time around. So on April 9th, starting at 1 p.m., as long as you pay that $9.99 entry fee, you get the chance to play some Swiss rounds that cut into tops with the Popper format. So this will be a lot of fun for you Popper fans out there. Um, just like before, breakdown's very similar for us. First place, you get that Crazy 8 playmat and a final table seat for the final event for Crazy 8. And then all of the prizes are based off of 16 players showing up. So 4-0, oh, you get six packs. 3-1, and one, you get four. 2-2, two and two, you get two packs. And all of the records, you get one pack. So there you go. And our final event we've got coming up, the Nope Modifier Brawl League. So with this one, this one's a special event for our listeners and our Discord members, but mostly our Discord members. So make sure to join Discord for all of the information about our Brawl League. Make sure to look for the pin messages on our Brawl League 2022 channel, uh, specifically the tiny URL, so that way you can get signed up. And the reason we're doing this sign-up way instead of using Companion, Companion doesn't have Round Robin set up quite yet, so we're kicking it old school. And then League will start up on April 15th, and you have until May 8th to complete your matches. Just make sure you get logged in and you talk with all of your opponents. Where? On Arena, wherever you're at. Whether you're sitting at the office, whether you're sitting on the can, or you're just sitting in bed ready to go to bed for the night. And entry fee. I know this one's going to be a steep one for some of you. Free fitty. 
Yes, you heard that right. Free fitty. Uh, so we are making this completely free event for you guys. You just have to be on our Discord to jump in. So that way you can communicate, shit talk your opponents, and shit talk everyone else in the league. Prizes for you. Or sorry, format. First, it's friendly brawl. So we're setting it up to be a 60 card minimum for your decks, but you can go all the way up to 100 with your brawl deck. Now into the prizes. Best record, you get to pick from, you get the first pick out of three commander decks. Second best record, you get your second, you get the second pick out of the commander decks. And third best record, you get what's left over. But if you beat Matt, you for sure get your name put into a drawing for at least one 35 card blue themed booster pack. And we will have some secret prizes. Quick note, we have no modifier in the Twitch chat saying, new rule, no cats allowed. <gasps> no cats. Christian. Don't do that to the man. Or fucking no mods throwing down some beef. I, I feel like I feel like there's some salt coming from no mod <laughs> that, that I'm just going to have to ask no modifier to send me his salt report uh, for next week. Or he'll be out for next week. Oh, my God. Oh, we can do either or. Yeah, we could do both. <laughs> Send it to us. We read it ahead, and then we fluff it up to make it look even better. All right. But if there are ties, that will result in random drawings from the Wheel of Names. And you can only claim one prize, so no slapping Matt's cheeks and having the best record. You just get to pick if you want the best record prize or the slapping Matt's cheeks prize. At this rate, uh, the amount of people we have in. Everybody's going to get a prize. Right? Oh, wait. Wait, what's that? Oh, I hear off in the distance one of our viewers shouting at us. But wait, there are three hosts of the show that are in the Brawl League and no modifier who's sponsoring the league. What if they just win all the prizes? Oh, don't worry. We hear you, faithful listeners. The hosts of This Week in MTG and no modifier have all agreed. We're not qualifying ourselves for prizes. We just want to have fun and promote this league so that way we can get stuff up and running and have more fun on our Discord than just sharing fun memes, talking shit, and all that kind of fun stuff. We are what you would call headhunters. And first off, no modifier seems to have... Uh, what's, the, what's the appropriate word that I'm looking for? Uh, inc- inkling. Uh, what, we'll laser, inc- laser focus on... Spaying and neutering cats like Bob Barker. (laughs) Yeah, he's going after Christian hard right now. Just no (laughs) So make sure if you guys are listening and you're not a part of our Discord, jump on our Discord. We're going to have celebrations at... We're going to welcome you in. We're going to congratulate you for joining our Discord. We might even have some secret prizes set up for certain numbers of entries because we've got them numbered to see who joined when and all that jazz. But now we're going to be done with our upcoming events. We're going to be skipping over the blog and jumping right into Danus. We have news for you. We're going to tell you about this news after I open a beer. So I can cut that nice little sound out there. Fuck are you listening to? It's a music box. My my wife is sending me stuff. My daughter's apparently having a tough go of it tonight. Oh no. Oh, she's just singing. Okay. She's singing. Throw the whole Sunday night routine off. I know. I'm so sorry. No, it's it's the thing. I, I told my wife, you know, we've had we had a busy weekend. We went to the circus. We had friends up from out of town Very over. Fucking busy this weekend. Went to a baptism that I started drinking mimosas at. Yeah. I want to go to those <laughs> baptisms. <laughs> 
Um, and I was talking with her uh, when I made supper up and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of glad we're actually recording on Sunday this week because then I can just go home on Monday. <laughs> just be done. Just, get- be, just be done for a little while. But then, then I have Wednesday, I'm going to a concert. Thursday, we're hanging out. Yes. Drinking whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, Friday, I got nothing. Uh, but then Saturday, I got a baby shower. A buddy is coming from out of town. We're going, whose line is it anyway? Ah, dude, I fucking want to go to that so bad. Dude, I'm sure there's still tickets. Are there? Pretty sure. I'll look at that afterwards. You'll have to. All right, but yeah, so let's get to the news. Let's get to the news. We have news for y'all. So to tie into the Arena Open Historic event that is happening, let's cover some other Arena news. First up, in the weekly Arena announcements article that Watsi released this last week, uh, there is the release of Alchemy Kamigawa bundles that will include 20 Alchemy Kamigawa boosters for the low price of 15000 in gold or 3000 in gems. The Alchemy Kamigawa bundle has replaced the Alchemy Innistrad bundles, so you no longer are able to get those. But from my understanding, you can still get the single packs of Alchemy Innistrad along with the Kamigawa alchemy cards and stuff list all those new cards and stuff below that have like their own spell spell books is that what the alchemy cards pull from yeah spell books so along with the release of the kamigawa bundle the mythic booster packs have been released as well and as a reminder these are the packs that were introduced with the arena economy stream from about two weeks ago that that will quote ensure that the card in the rare or mythic rare slot is always a mythic rare Unless it's replaced by a wild card. No idea of what wild card it's getting replaced by. It could be a rare wild card or it could be a mythic rare wild card. So they, those uh, mythic rare packs will cost 1300 in gold or you can get a pack of 10 for 26,000, 26, 2600 gems. And the last bit of news for the uh, for Arena is the upcoming Alchemy Balance changes. Quote, as part of the April 7th game update, we are planning to rebalance a number of cards in Alchemy. Since this is very close to the qualifier weekend, we wanted to give players as much notice as possible. The upcoming changes, uh, unquote, the upcoming changes are more, fo- are more focused on warriors, equipment, elves, and a few other cards. With Zendikar rising, there were some good warriors and equipment cards that they feel that needed to get buffed because they were a bit easy to remove, struggle to get re-equipped because of the high cost. So these 10 cards are going to have changes to them. Arms Scavenger, armor, Armory Veteran, Dwarf Hold Champion, Brunor Battlehammer, Expedition Supplier, Goma Fada Vanguard, Kargan Intimidator, Kargan Warleader, Nihiri, Heir of Ancients, and Plate Armor. If these cards were any cards that you run in your deck, check the article to see what changes they were. But most of the changes are buffs to them, reducing equipped costs, giving power bumps, and stuff like that. Next up are 12 cards that focus on elves getting changed to give the elf decks more options and flexibilities. Uh, because right now, apparently, an alchemy is all just kind of like homogenized one kind of elf deck they want to like break that up so same thing as with the warriors and stuff we're just going to say the name of the cards you can guys can go check out the article to read them if that applies to you we don't know necessarily what uh, <laughs> what our listeners play on alchemy and stuff so these cards are tyvar kel planeswalker 
Harold Unites the Elves, Elder Fang Ritualist, Scamfar Avenger, Canopy Tactician, Harold, King of Scamfar, Return Upon the Tide, Thorn Mantle Striker, Elder Leaf Mentor, Elven Bow, Scamfar Elder Hall, and Shirasa, Death's Whisper. The final cards that are going to be seeing changes, and those are just like buffs uh, in general, are Symmetry Sage, Spell Satchel, and Base Camp. Again, if you want to read about the balance changes that are happening, go check out the articles down below for that. All right, and on Friday, April 1st, April Fool's Day, there were a few things happening in the MTG realm. To start off with the news, as far as this news goes... Let's talk about how Watsy thought it would be funny to make all the avatars on Arena have googly eyes. That's right. They did a cute little April Fool's joke thing, making all the Planeswalker avatars in Arena have googly eyes for the day. And we'll link the Twitter thread below so you can check out some of the pictures if you are interested. Also on Friday, though, Watsy announced that they're doing another one-off secret lair drop called Finally Left-Handed Magic Cards. Yep, there we go. In this secret layer, these cards have different orientations that we're used to being seen. The mana cost, the card names, the type line, the set number, power and toughness, and planeswalker abilities have been swapped or just moved to the left side of the card. It seems to be that the Viscera Seer numbered cards are dropped from... What the heck? Did I skip over a word? You did. You did. Oh, jeez. It seems very reminiscent. There, there we go. go. This all makes more sense now. <laughs> I, sk- I don't know how I skipped over reminiscent, but whatever. I don't whatever. know either. You kept going. Right. I'm like, maybe he's going to like ad-lib this. Yeah, maybe I was. Sense. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, very reminiscent of the Viscera Seer numbered cards from a few drops ago. And the cards will you will find this drop are going to be Sisse Weatherlight Camp. Weatherlight Camp. Captain. Hashtag they, words are hard. Hashtag words are hard after a few beers right away. <laughs> Open flippy dot drink, you <laughs> motherfuckers. All right. Empress Galena, Garoff's messenger, Ragark, son of Regar, and Garuk, caller of the beast, all done with new art highlighting them using their left hands for something. These are pretty interesting and unique cards, and some of them are a slam dunk. The left-handed secret lair will be selling for $29.99 for non-foil and $39.99 for traditional foil with both having an arena redemption code for five sleeves of the new arts. Finally, left-handed magic cards will be available for purchase through the secret lair website starting on April 11th, 9 a.m. Pacific time through May 9th, 9 a.m. Pacific time. And here's the one last bit of information that came up with this announcement. Wizards stated at the end of the article, plus look for an April 2022 super drop to be revealed soon. So we've got more to look forward to there, and we will definitely be talking about here in the next few weeks. But wait, Matt, I think there's more secret lair news, isn't there? Another secret lair drop was announced at the beginning of last week's weekly MTG live stream. The Astrology Lands Aries, which are full art mountains done in the artistic style of Jean D'Angelo. They look very beautiful. And like all the other previous uh, astrology drops, this will contain five of these Aries mountains 
for $29.99 non-foil and $39.99 traditional foil. There will be bundles for these as well in foil and non-foil where you get 25 of these mountains for $159.99 and $119.99 respectively. They look really cool. You know, I know people are poo-pooing on the yeah. fact that it's like, you're buying Secret Lair for these? I don't know. It's really tough. Like, they look cool, but the price does seem kind of kind of it, outrageous. It, it, 120 it really for 25 basic lands. Yeah. It's it's going off that whole thing. Like, and we've, we have talked about this over and over again. Three, oh, no. We've talked about this more. I was going to say three times, but we talked about it with, like, the Godzilla lands, we, the... the Cool, cool, too cool for shades. Lands. Yeah, we, we've essentially, if it's a basic land drop, we've talked about this, where we may or may not like the art, and that's beside the point. It's the fact that Wizards is going, hey, here are basic lands for five, way more. Yeah, five for way more than they need to be. Five non foils for thirty bucks. Like maybe that could. I think I think it'd be a little less egregious if it was like ten. For thirty bucks non foil, and, and then like 10. and that would be something too because we've talked about that. We talked about this with that um, the wild card bundle on arena. We've talked oh. about it with with just talking about regular buying packs. Like Wizards is hitting it out of the park with the standard set basic lands, looking just phenomenal. Chef's kiss, right? So beautiful. Where you know what? I could take that thirty bucks. I could spend to get five of these lands. And just highballing it at five dollars a pack, you know, including taxes and whatnot. I can I can get six packs for that, where I can get six amazing. Yep, you know what? I might not get all mountains, all plains, whatever, but I can get those beautiful arts that they're featuring. But then on top of that, I can get you know, for me, I buy set boosters, so there's the chance that I'm getting more than six rares out of these. But then just talking about you know you can maybe get some of those higher end non-foils and stuff coming out too but i don't know it's just it's one of those weird things i don't like them for the fact of what they are and it's just five of them for 30 bucks but if you look if we're going to look at the full art from quick pre conjured currency section here i'm looking at the basic lands that came out in Kam- or not, yeah in kamigawa the uh, yuiko lands the the full art with the Japanese uh, name for whatever they were. And the island, in this case, one version is a buck forty. So let's just let's just be egregious and round it up to two dollars. You got two dollars for one basic land for thirty dollars. Thirty fucking dollars. You get fifteen of these exactly. lands. Exactly. Fifteen of these because, lands. And, and they're that... giving you a third of that. A third. Exactly. So you know what? If if these lands are your thing and you're liking them and you're willing to lay for down sure. the money, go for it. Don't That's it, on you. Don't let us poo-poo on the fact that these lands are beautiful. We might suggest, I don't know, I can't even suggest like waiting for them to come out in like retail stores because like the amount of people that maybe are going to be buying them are going to be less. So maybe they're just going to be inflated on the fact yeah. already. But and maybe that's where the collector asks Fucking Wizards is fucking doing this on purpose. They're looking for fucking inflated prices on stupid basic stupid basic lands that look very good. I no no dis I don't want to be mean or sounding anything like that to the artist. Uh Jean D'Angelo has done a great job with all these basic lands and stuff so far. But Wizards <laughs> fucking making it only just like five cards. And that ah. I, that's been the huge thing for me, but you know what? It is what it is. 
There are people that buy these and they love them, whether they play them, whether they frame them up, whatever they happen to be. But yeah. Well, should we should we move on to the next piece? Or are we done on our soapbox? I'm done on this soapbox. Okay, cool. All right, now for the biggest, juiciest, most exciting news to come from Wizards of the Coast. Y'all ready for the Pro Tour? That's correct. The Pro Tour is returning, and we're actually going to do this a little bit of a freestyle like we've done on some of our articles before, where we're just going to, we don't have any set scripted stuff we're going to talk about. We're just going to free flow this between Matt and I. We normally have Danny here to free flow with us, but alas, he is doing adult things. Yeah, he'd rather just be joining us in the Twitch chat instead of being here right next to us playing openflippy.drinky. It's and like telling it, us to keep on track. Danny, you're not doing a good job. I haven't like seen like five messages of us keeping on track. It's like he's trying to be responsible or something. <sighs> Danny, stop being responsible. Jeez. You're supposed to be like us. <laughs> Irresponsible some of the time. And responsible the rest of it. Anyway. Danny, come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on Matt. Whoa, hold on now. <laughs> hold on now. I don't take the blame for this. <laughs> you can blame it all on JB. Oh, fair enough. All right, there we go. <laughs> that fucking text, that motherfucker. Oh, my God. Those, that Lucky deal that he son got. of a bitch. Though I want to comment on the fact that all of us instantaneously in that <laughs> thread just like railed on him for these short jokes. So quick behind the scenes, JB texted us, was like, you guys, guess what I bought? And we were all just like. <laughs> zero, zero hesitation. <laughs> Stepladder? Stilts? Booster seat? Booster seat? A high chair so you can sit at the table? Just like. Rail it on him. One right after another. It was so good. Uh, I fucking had to tell. I had to tell my wife and my son about And she was like, "Wow!" And Casper was enjoying it too. He's like, "Did Ryan text back? What did he say?" (laughs) In in other words, Jamie was just sitting. He's like, "Ha ha, guys, very funny." Um, Long story short, he he went down to South Dakota to buy a fish tank, and the guy ended up having some uh, vintage MTG cards. That he's like, yeah, I'll just sell them to you, 150 bucks for three binders. And JB said he was flipping through, and you know, saw Force of Will, Sarah's, uh, Sarah's Sanctuary, and what was the third one he mentioned? Sylvan Library. There we go. Yep. OG Sylvan Library. Yep. And he was, he's like flipping through. Obviously, if you're doing the math at home, yeah, that's a hell of a deal. I know it's well, more than 150 bucks. Yeah, way more, just with one card. Yeah. 150 just for the force of will. Yep. Okay. Well, 100 bucks roughly for that. They've got alliances? That a little... Yeah, ali- I just checked. Like uh, it's alliances is 115. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, 115. That's where I got my math from because I'm like, there you go. At, at the percentage rates that you bought that from, I'll buy that force of will for two bucks. Yep. <laughs> or $1.30. And that was the thing to quit side tangent before we get to the pro tour talk. I was talking with Shelby about our interview with um, Ryan from CC. There we go. No, not Ryan. Chris um, Martin? Chris. There we go about like buying and selling privately. I was like, good for him. I mean, but now like after talking with him and everything too and trying to promote goodness in our community, yep, I'm going to look for a deal, but I'm not going to, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's that that weird conflict after talking to him. He made sense. It did. I I, I don't know. Like if I was in this situation, the guy shows me the binder and he's like, I'll sell it to you for 150. I would have been like, I for sure would have been like, I'm sorry, man, I cannot sell it or I cannot buy this from you for 150. I will have to give you like something a little more of what this is actually worth and stuff. But then, or at least point them in the direction that's like, if it's more than what my budget allows, it'd be like, you should honestly try doing this. Or 
I would even like maybe like suggest the fact of like if you don't want to do that, I will keep in close contact, sell this stuff for you, yeah. and I'll just take a a cut of selling this stuff for you if that's the case. Exactly, and like I was thinking about it too. Like if this guy was just like, "Yep, I played Magic back in the day. You know, I played it towards the start. I just don't play anymore." And if I was like, "Dude, this is worth a lot more than 150. Are you sure?" And still goes, yep, sure. I just, I don't play it. You look like you might enjoy it. I for sure would have tossed more money back. I would, I would have too. 100%. Like 150. But at the same time, if if he's sitting here going, no, man, I just want it all. Give me 150. It's all yours. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know what? I'd I'd probably go here. Here's at least 300 type of a thing. Making it like something in between like what he's asking for and saying, yep, no, just take it. 150. Here you go. And where I think it should be. But yeah, I don't know. To those wondering, definitely go check out that interview that we did with Chris Martin. It's uh the se- it's two bonus episodes ago. They're marked differently in uh, any of your podcatchers and stuff. It's a good God, that was like an hour and a half long that podcast interview. It was. And we're totally going to be getting him on here with Streets of New Capenna. He said right. he's down. And we have pioneer <clears throat> fucking finances to talk about. But um yep. So anyway, let's jump back in. We're we side tangent enough on this one. Hold on, hold on. Shut up, Big G. Damn, Danny. Get back on track. Danny, it's like I hear him here. Let me get back to my Candy Crush. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's not Candy Crush. What what does he say it is instead? I don't know. Does he play Gardenscapes? I think it's something like that. Is it Gardenscapes? (laughs) All right, so Pro Tour is back. Last two years, we have... We have not been, they have not been doing much as far as um, tabletop play, and they've pivoted more to the digital play as quickly as they could. And because now, though, Wizards of the Coast is eager to have the time back where tabletop play can return. And that time is nearly here. And Pro Tour has been announced, it's coming back. So now the path to the Pro Tour has never been simpler. Perform well at an event and qualify for the next level. Prove yourself to be the best in the region, and you can be named region champion. Succeed at every level, and you just might find yourself at the world championship. So, they've got a graphic here for the path to the 2022-2023 season. And at the bottom, you've got your region championship qualifiers. Prove your skill at the local scene. Then, region championships. Qualify for Pro Tour or the world championship. And then... Next up is Pro Tour. Battle against the best from every region. And then at the top of the pyramid, they've got the world championship. Become the world champion. This is something we've talked about for a long time of wanting to sit here and go, it used to be a lot easier to qualify and play in the pros. It really did because you could just go to a Pro Tour qualifier and bam, you can make it. So this allows everyone from any experience level to try their hand at qualifying for that path. Local qualifiers can open up and, you know, advance to the next level. And then additionally, players will be able to qualify on Arena and Magic the Gathering online as well. And those specifics will be released later as part of a separate digital play announcement as well. No dates on that have been announced when they're coming out, but stick with this week at MTG and you you will be guaranteed for sure to hear about that shit. All right, so here's a few things we've got for you here. And Matt, you can jump in anytime you feel like you're wanting to. 
So tabletop, there are four levels of tabletop play culminating to the world championship event, and we already kind of talked about those. Qualifying for a region championships, the region championships, the pro tour itself, and then the world championship. Those are the four different levels for tabletop now. The Watsi four-step plan for being a badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, build a shitty deck. Step two, do well with the shitty deck. Step three, be surprised you did well with the <laughs> shitty deck. Step four, shitty deck doesn't perform at the worlds. No, no, no. Shitty deck stomps the worlds. You got to be <laughs> dream big or go home. Dreams are free, motherfucker. Dream big. I was just trying to go for the funny here. You, you, get, all, you get all the way up and then it's just, and it doesn't do shit. You, you have to mull down to three and finally get a land. First off, you mulled the three and you fucking took out one player in a four-person pod. Imagine if three, there... It was only a three-person. Three-person pod. Needless to say, imagine imagine if there wasn't that third person. You could have won. You could have slapped their cheeks legitimately. You're you right. can mull down to three. I take don't, that Jake I don't deck. Do, I don't want to do that all the time, <laughs> but I'm glad to see that deck could. All right, so for the region championship qualifiers, they are largely held at WPN store level, organized by a regional tournament organizer, and the teams set local qualifying guidelines and work with WPNs to schedule the qualifiers and provide program information on their websites. So for the U.S., we have DreamHack. For our European listeners, the link is for Legacy. Uh, quick, quick, funny little note. I made I made a bit of a misunderstanding when I first saw that. Yep. When I first saw it, I thought they were talking about like there's going to be a bunch of legacy formats <laughs> happening in Europe. No, but it, it's these are just the websites that are hosting. Yeah, stuff. they're the 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 region, the stores, and this is legacy store in Europe. Yep. So but don't forget about Canada. Oh, yeah, we do have Canada. Yeah, we do have Canadians now. Face to face games. There we go. Proud sponsors of Commander Cookout Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag not sponsored so just in case you are not within the region that we've had conversations with they do have links for places like australia new zealand china japan and korea and all the various other locations we have not talked about so make sure to go on to the article bookmark your page so that way you have the hub for information on qualifying and the final events for all of those regions now I think th this was part of the f the thing that really got me interested was the promo cards, okay? The beautiful, beautiful promos. So Lava Spike, a non-foil, you get for participating at the local qualifiers, traditional foil for participating select large open qualifying events and side events for these regional finals. Now, the next one, God, I hope I get the chance to get one. Oh, it's so. Nick, God. though, Shrine to Nick's non-foil for top finishers at local qualifying events. Traditional foil for players who earn invitations to the regional championships. And this new art looks hella fucking sweet. Uh, emphasize that a little more. I think sorry, our listeners sorry, that sorry, can't visually see sorry, this sorry, right sorry, now let, let me understand let, the brevity of let, how cool this art is. Allow me to rewind. This art is motherfucking... Hella sweet. Better. Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, when like the original art, I really do like the original art, but this one, it just words cannot describe how beautiful this truly looks. So honestly, go to the link, look at the card is and just 
revel in the beauty. Are you part of the MTG art marketplace on Facebook where they do a bunch of the selling and stuff of like the full art pieces? No, but I feel like I should. This art piece is on is on for sale and you can like look at the HD visual of it, a uh, picture of it like in close up and it has a lot of the gods in the background in the constellations and stuff Ooh. where oh. you can like see them. So you got to like really look, <laughs> really look at the card. You can see oh, Nalia uh uh, Nylea, Heliod's in Heliod, there. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Crufix? Yeah, Crufix too. Crufix is in there and a bunch yeah. of others. Like there's oh, like Jesus. hints at all the gods in this art. I didn't even look fuck, so I didn't good. even fucking look at that. Yeah, looking at this, like just cursory looking at the art oh itself makes God. it look beautiful. But when you look more into it, it's like it's even more oh, beautiful than you detail. fucking think. It's so good. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, anyway, so <laughs> Another promo card, and this is for the regional championships. You get a Teferi Hero of Dominaria non-foil regional championship participation, uh, traditional foil for top finishers. They haven't changed the art, but they did change the uh, the icon for you. That way you know that you did fucking well, right? Or at least you traded well. <laughs> Either way, I mean, <laughs> you get it through trade, you get it through play. This is awesome to have in your collection if you're looking more on the collection aspect of things. But you know what? You jump up to the pro the pro tour. It's back three times a year. Qualifiers from the regional championships will gather to compete for their share at a half a million dollars in prizes and invites to the world championships to claim their right to play among the best in the world, perform well at a high regional championship, and you earn your spot to be the best in the world. Seriously, I can't get over how excited I am that this avenue of coming back um and being able to do well at something I love. It is straightforward, less confusing than the gauntlets at Rivals and MPL for just like this this really this embodies, encompasses the fact that some schmuck with microphones can come in and like get to pro tour level plays. Like before it's like all these arena satellites that you had to fucking go through, all these other fucking shit that you had to try and fucking go through. It, it, it's it's a streamline to pros and worlds for this. And we don't know full details on like how much Huey, uh, William Jensen, CFB pro, when he got moved over to, oh God, I can't remember his title, play design headmaster. I, that's not his official, that, that I know that's not the title, but he's like really high up there and helped restructure what's the pro the 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 competitive play and stuff is but i figure he definitely had to have had some sort of like heavy hand like yo no as an ex-professional player i guarantee this is what fucking people want and huey you are a badass for fucking doing this i know he's not going to listen but huey motherfucking badass you know what maybe he will maybe huey maybe (laughs) maybe we maybe we don't give ourselves enough credit at some of the higher ups at wizards and the content creating community and pro players maybe we don't give ourselves enough credit at who could be listening huey if you're listening to us fucking say something first off you're gonna blow my mind <laughs> definitely i would say huey's like my top favorite pro player out there and then like reed duke second place huey watching huey play is always good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah as matt said there's not an abundance of information that's coming on yet there is a little bit of information on the digital path um, but they need to, they wanted to emphasize a lot that tabletop stuff is coming back. So there are going to be events on both platforms of arena and MTGO. And 
then there's you know the paper added to it um the qualifier weekends the showcase events that will continue for the world championships directly and arena will actually include some new ways to qualify for the qualifier weekends besides ladder play so make sure to double check the article you know follow us along because we'll definitely be talking about this as it becomes up but yeah matt what you doing so they're uh, they're being extremely generous with this first uh, season of World Tour. They're giving more chances for people to like get into there. And one of the newest tools that they're using is a system called Amps, which is accumulated match points. And I'm actually gonna. They don't have a nice graphic on their website that made it easy to understand. So bear with me as I go through some shit right here. And we're going to... Right here? Right here. Right there? Right there. Oh, okay. And... Nope, not that Not that graphic. Not There we go. Nope, that, not, not that graphic. Either. Oh, my God. The, the, the struggle of trying to find the graphic on amps. Because I was unprepared. <laughs> I do this all the time. Unprepared for some certain shit. Let's see. Okay. World Championships... So, world championships, there will be 128, and it can flex depending on how many people like officially qualify for this very giving for season. But it's definitely uh, expected to have 128 in the in the world championships. And like, so when I'm talking about these amp points, there are these like match points. Oh, 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 there we go. Okay, so adjusted adjusted match points is what they're called. So the adjusted match points are the total match points at a pro tour. And that, and they are going to be rewarded on good performance at the Pro Tour with future invitations. So top eight players receive an additional 12 amps. Adjusted match points are going to be referred to as amps from now on. So top, uh, top eight players receive an additional 12 amps. This effectively guarantees a top eight at a Pro Tour earns qualifications to the next three Pro Tours, which are happening in a season. And a season is in within a year. There's going to be one world tour, and give or take a year, how this is all going to like lay out. I think there's like a couple, couple weeks difference and stuff there. Full details are going to be fully sussed out at another point. So amps are not tracking on a rolling basis. Looking back at the last, the amps are tracked on a rolling basis. Looking back at the last three pro tours, third level for each. Pro Tour invites not on a yearly system. Players who have a total of 39 or more amps from previous from the previous previous three Pro Tours qualify for the next Pro Tour. So, we give a couple examples here. Pro Tour 1, you go 9 and 7, that will give you 18 amps, adjusted match points. Pro Tour 2, you go 10 and 6 and get 21 amps. So, total that would be 39. So in Pro Tour 3, you go 3 and 3, drop gives you 0. You have a total of 39 amps, and that qualifies you to the next Pro Tour. Watching the video, I've watched this video like three times of Huey talking with Blake Rasmussen on this to try and like help understand this as best as I could. (laughs) So you got that in match points. Like You do well in these Pro Tours, so you do qualifiers, and then you go regional champs, pro tour worlds like that's the order four steps and in the pro tours is where these adjusted match points matter is, is, is that all you got that's to mention that's it? all i kind of talked about i mean we talked a lot about it and 
And yeah. I mean, the sad part is we don't have all the info yet. I followed the Q&A that happened afterwards. After the live stream on Thursday, they went into their uh, the official Wizards Discord and had a Q&A with a bunch of the people that helped this. And I figured it'd be cool to uh, answer some of the questions here that people might have. One of the questions that were asked is about the Wizards uh, companion app. And Watsy Scott on Discord answers this question saying players will need a wizard's account to participate in premier play if you already have signed up for the companion app or magic the gathering arena then you already have one if you haven't signed up yet or you'd like to log in to ensure your information is up to date go to here so then it was asked by a user named tim will we be able to track points etc on the app or will there be some place on the website to do that and then uh, Watsi Scott says, if you're referring to the adjusted match points, they will be tracked on magic.gg. Then Thrun PE asks, can we view our tournament results like old Planeswalker points web? And then Scott replies back saying, whatever you can see about your play history in the companion app is what is available, which pretty much means nothing. You can't see like your history very well in the companion app. I'm going to pull it up and just look. Yeah, there's no way to like look at your previous records and stuff. Uh, I double checked, unless there's going to be like some updates, or I'm just not using the app correctly. So while you're looking that up, yeah. uh, another question was asked by a player that was answered by Watsy Mike. That Watsy Mike says uh, talking about like the Nykthos promos and stuff like this, uh, specifically the Aether Vial that was supposed to be coming out in 2020. So. Watsy Mike says, quote, For the first qualifying round, yes, Nykthos Shrine to Nyx is the only promo card featuring new art. However, players can totally expect to see never-before-seen artwork for Premier Play promos in upcoming qualifying <clears throat> rounds. We have not forgotten about Aether Vial, which again, like I mentioned, was supposed to be the promo art for the 2020 World Series that went on before everything got shut down due to COVID and shit like that. And uh, we have not forgotten about Aether Vial, and I'm sure we will find a home for it eventually. Uh, Lily Godzilla asks, are those Aether Vial promos the original ones that were made for 2020, or will they be new printings with the art? Uh, Watsy Mike replies, saying that this is a promo that was asked about. Yes, the promo never made its way through our production process, so when we eventually find a home for it, it will be updated to reflect the event it supports. Because I know a lot of people were excited about having the new art of Aether Vial. Yep. Ah, here we go. Here's one. Uh, is it possible to... There was a question that was asked. Is it possible to qualify for Canadian regionals and U.S. regionals? I know I can't go to both, but uh, would I be able to choose which one to go to? Watsi Scott replies saying, yes, if you want to play in regional championship other than the one that you where you live, you'll need to win a regional championship qualifier that feeds to that regional championship. So like those that live close to the border. So for people like us, we could like play the qualifier in Fargo and then jump up to Winnipeg and then jump up to Winnipeg play there give us two options if they're on different dates and stuff yeah. clearly and stuff so, so you're able to do that um, huh. but but if you qualify for both it'll only count for whatever one. for which one yes yeah but then if you would qualify for both you would get to pick which one you go to right uh, if we yes, that's the way I would interpret it. You From, just get your choice. It's not like you could qual- qualify at the Fargo one and then go up to the Canadian regional. Champion. Yeah, you can't take your Fargo up to Winnipeg. Yeah. 
but you could bring and and this is again saying like no dates have been given like there's not going to be we don't know if there's going to be one in Fargo or if there's going to be one in Winnipeg but just to like give uh understanding examples yep because for for those of us in Fargo Winnipeg is what three and a half hours away roughly somewhere in that park and then you know those that maybe we have up in Grand Forks that's even shorter time that's two and a half um but yeah and then for those who maybe are down in the Canadian or up in the Canadian area and maybe want to travel down, there you go too. So, okay. So uh, a couple of other questions. So this was all posted again in their Discord. There were threads, and threads only last for twenty four hours. I took screenshots and stuff of that to like, you know, because I knew it was going to be more than twenty four hours and shits as things were going, and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast for everybody. So we got another question that was asked, if we wish to participate past the regionals, will we be required to have a modern deck as well as a pioneer deck or will they be held or will these be held to the pioneer limited? And it talks about the first, uh, Watsi Scott replies back saying the first round of regional championships will be pioneer. And we'll talk about that more when we get to the counter currency section uh, as that goes. The first pro tour will feature pioneer and limited the future rounds, the formats of the regional championships and pro tours are not the same. Uh, a couple other questions that were asked that I feel are going to be important. Are there any plans to allow an LGS to host other official formats for their qualifiers, such as Popper and Legacy? So again, it goes regional qualifiers to regional champions to pro tour to worlds. So when it gets... Uh, the, the biggest thing that they definitely seem to have emphasized when it comes to the regional qualifiers, there's a lot of WPN stores and WPN premium stores that can host uh, these events. WPN stores can have a chance to host one, while WPN premium stores can host two within that time frame. And so William Scott, or not William Scott, Watsy Scott, replies back to this message about LGS is hosting other official formats, says, at this time, local qualifiers will feature a mix of Pioneer, Standard, modern and limited there are no plans for popper or legacy at this time so qualifying rounds are only going to be of those four formats pioneer standard modern limited i mean that makes sense too popper popper is a pretty form pretty popular format but at the same time i don't i haven't jumped into popper yet i know i'm going to i want to just so i can at least have one popper deck and then legacy i mean that one's that one even at its cheapest levels can be expensive very much so okay so the this kind of qual uh this uh solidifies what i was mentioning before where wpm premiums get like two uh questions yep. two events so a person asked i believe on stream you said a season consists of world championships the three pro tours and the related regional champs is that right on the dreamhack site it says wpn locations can run one showdown qualifier each season or two if they are premium is this using the same definition for season and then we have watsi mike replying back saying wpn locations in the united states can sign up to run one showdown qualifier per qualifying round, of which there are three per season. This was something I unfortunately missed in my final review and our partners' websites, and we've already reached out to DreamHack to get this corrected. Oh, so it doesn't say anything about premium here. Maybe I misunderstood that then, reading that question. Okay. Okay. Uh, is it correct? This season covers the time of year. Okay, so uh, 
talking about seasons now, somebody asks, is it correct that a season covers roughly a year of time? Watsy Mike replies back saying, roughly is correct. The season itself will typically be a year in length and three qualifying rounds will take place during those seasons. And then he goes on to elaborate saying the qualifying rounds won't add up to be exactly one year in time. There may be a little downtime for qualifiers during each season to allow for things like tweaks to the overall system. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, one of the biggest things uh, that was not like fully clear is when it comes to the European, Middle East, and Eastern Asia uh, regions are all grouped into one. So it's like one huge area for one region and stuff. And uh, somebody asked, what was the reason behind only one regional championship for EMA, which is European, Middle East, Asia region? Is it order of magnitude larger than any other region? Is there a chance of it being split if there's not enough demand? And if you figure that this is important, we have some European listeners and stuff that would matter for this. So Watsi Scott replies back saying that you should direct that feedback to the EMA organizer. And the EMA Way organizer the buck. is the legacy group, uh, is the legacy uh, store and stuff yeah. that we were talking about earlier and stuff. And people were not happy with that answer <laughs> in, but at in the, the same, Q&A. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, that's kind of like the, the screenshots that I figured were important enough to talk about on the episode there. Um, was there anything that we missed in this whole pro no, tour I, coming I think back? we kind of covered most of the or all the information that we have so yes uh join the discord i'll post those screenshots in the discord group and also highly recommend watching the stream that blake did with huey it was very well done and it helps like audibly hear all of what's kind of going down and you want to go into more detail please check out the article and stuff from there a lot of the information hasn't been given out like dates and stuff those will be coming out at a later time and that's because you know it's like this is the this is the laydown of the plan details are coming more and to this i say fuck everybody <laughs> that said that Watsi does not care about competitive play they did you just had to be motherfucking patient go back and listen to our episode whenever that shit was going down like 4 or 6 months ago and shit like that i'm like be patient it's coming everybody fucking millennials i'm a millennial but i know fucking people in my generation they are very antsy at getting shit now it's like just be fucking patient ah how you doing over there buddy i'm doing well how okay good doing? i'm doing good i'm just making sure you're doing you got a little hot and heavy there at the end I did fucking christ people not being patient actually just kind of like grinds my gears a little more than i think it should <laughs> all right should we should we jump into some uh some conjured currency talk Let's do that. All right. So now to the conjured currency section where we cover finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource that we use for this is the amazing mtgstocks.com who comes out with a weekly winners article that goes over three to five cards of note that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. Weekly winners article comes out on Friday and we record on Sunday today. So if there's any price differences between then and now, we will let you know. So with that let's jump into the weekly winners so i kind of gave a little bit of a tease about this earlier in the salt report you did you did first card fable of the mirror breaker two and a red for a enchantment saga that reads create a 2-2 goblin shaman creature token with whenever this creature attacks create a treasure token chapter two you may discard up to two cards if you do draw that many cards 
And then it has chapter three, which you exile this saga, return it to the battlefield, transformed under its owner's control, and it becomes Reflection of Kiki Jiki, which is an enchantment creature goblin shaman that has an ability of, it's a 2-2, that has an ability of pay one, tap, create a token that's a copy of another target non-legendary creature you control, except it has haste, it sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. This card has jumped up 300% as of Friday, and was at $3 or $5.65. Today, as of Sunday, market price is around $5.75, average price of around $5.14. You got foils going for $5.79, European average 90 cents. Now, this is moving up in price because this is a pretty solid card. It's a, it's a, it's a good throwback to being what Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker does, which does the same thing, but you don't have to pay a mana into it when you tap yep. it. So there's like a bunch of like untapped shenanigans and you just infinitely do a bunch of stuff. Now you got to have a mana each time you tap it. But um, for three mana, it covers saying that you get a 2-2 creature that makes treasure tokens when it attacks. You cycle cards and you can get another 2-2 when this thing flips over. At the worst, you get that goblin token, a copy of that goblin token on the backside at the worst when it cops inside. So... This card has been mentioned more and more by pro players and content creators and sees a bunch of play of standard in Rakdos Control and Modern and Pioneer. And because of the Pioneer Pro Tour getting mentioned, this is now getting looked at as a Pioneer level card. So they have a deck list here of a Rakdos standard deck that has... What? It doesn't have any in here. Yeah, it does. It's under Other. Oh, it's under other. I hate when they do that. A full play set of Fable of the Mirror Breaker under other and stuff. But full list of that and the standard deck has apparently been doing good. So next up, we have our Gothian Enchantress. For a green one, you get a 0-1 human druid that has shroud and reads, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. Okay, I say enchantments. And now for magic folks who have been listening to us for a while, let's take one guess. One guess why this is moving. Hey, up Matt, would this have anything to do with Neon Dynasty being very heavily focused on enchantments? Why, yes, it would. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I am utterly shocked and surprised. Here we are in, like, month four <laughs> of just, like, a bunch <laughs> of enchantment cards. Like, if there's, like, any card that, like, synergizes with enchantments that hasn't bumped up in price yet... I don't know, maybe now is the time to be like jumping on those. But our Gothian Enchantress is a card that has jumped up 86% and is now at $119.99. Uh, but that was as of Friday. Today, it's a super sharp spike. The average price, so people trying to sell this card online is still pretty high at $119.99. Market price is about $50.45. European average of around $32, €32.54. This is not on the reserve list. It's had a couple printings. You got the original Urza Saga printing, the Eternal Masters printing, and you got a Judge Promo printing, which... Judge promo, super expensive. But the Eternal Masters printing is the cheaper one of them all, with a market price of around $49.86. This one not getting sold as high as the Urza Saga by sellers because the average price is $72. And like I like we mentioned, this this is moving up because of like all the enchant <laughs> like I don't know how much more you want us to go into this fact that Enchantress decks 
Commander, Legacy, Standard. They're doing hella good standard. right now. Yeah. This, so Commander and Legacy is pretty much where Enchantress uh, goes into because it's only legal in those two formats. But, exactly. But you know what? Like like you could tell by my complete or shock tone <laughs> of voice, make sure to, that you're getting your stuff or your Enchantress decks because... You know, whether or not it's a playstyle you thoroughly enjoy, it's one that's doing well right now, and it's getting a lot of love right now, too. So, hey, what's that number three? Number three, we have Second Chance. It is an enchantment that was printed in Urza's Legacy that is for a blue two enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you have five or less life, sacrifice Second Chance and take an extra turn after this one. Second Chance has jumped up 224% as of Friday and was at $29.99. As of today on Sunday, you have a market price of around $23. The average price still pushing that $29. Foils of Urza's Legacy, Second Chance, $249. But that beautiful European average, 7 euros and 54 cents. Christian, Christian, buy us up some of these, please. Oh my god! <laughs> like the, the the arbitrage potential for shit like this, just just alone. It's nuts. It's nuts. So this is moving up in price, oh boy. due to Enchantress style effects. But it, it, it's a reserve list card, and so it's not surprising that reserve list cards make moves and stuff like this. And it's an extra turn card that also pairs with enchantments. So it's just kind of like a whirlwind of all of that. So that's one of the main reasons why that's moving up. Yep, yep, yep. All right, jumping into some cheap pickups now. First up, we've got a double Masters card. It used to be sitting pretty high up on the list, but it's Goblin Guide. It's sitting at $5, and it's stable for this version of the card. Next happens to be one I just put into a deck. Yeah. Circle of Dreams Druid, and that is sitting at $5.81. It's slowly trending down. So let's... Let's actually do a quick live look up on this one. This one, market price is sitting at five twenty-five. If you're looking for that foil, which you know I am because I like my decks being nice and pretty, sitting at $7. So there's that for you too. And that's just because of my interest in elves. Which which version are you going to get? Are you going to get the ampersand version? Oh, the ampersand is like $94. Oh, Jesus, no. I'll probably just oh, go. Oh, no. There's no, uh, it's 133 because it, I guess it only comes in foil. European average of 94 euros yeah no thanks i'll probably just go with the straight up or the extended version <laughs> um but then this this last one on the cheap pickups broke my heart a little bit <laughs> it is send triplets out of the double masters it is sitting at four dollars and 21 27 cents and it's stable uh for those of you who don't know send triplets was my very first commander deck in fact, it predates Commander itself back to the EDH days. Ooh. So I have had this deck, and it's gone through some modifications and upgrades. It used to just be a, hey, I've got Esper artifacts, to I've got Esper artifacts that also happen to be Sphinxes. And now it's a, hey, that looks awesome. <laughs> I'll have that. It does. Type of deck. I'd like to stop that from happening. <laughs> <laughs> you stopped it quick one day. So. I did. Oh, uh, but Matt, should we should we do our quick uh, sniper spiel, or should we jump into these conversations on some pioneer pricing before we jump into our sniper spiel? 
So are you ready to talk about some of these Pioneer prices? Oh, baby, I'm so ready. Okay, so it was mentioned that the Pro Tour event is going to be Pioneer and Limited. And that puts a huge spotlight on Pioneer cards. And because of that, we are seeing price increases up the wazoo of some prominent cards. And we're only going to cover a couple here. So to start it off with, we got the uh, Pathway Lands moving up in price. All of them are jumping up like 5, 10, 20%. Um, these are all the ones that came out in Zendikar and Keldheim, whether it be the Selesnia one that's like it's white on the front, green on the back. Or, or is it green on the front and white on the back? Either fucking way. I don't know. <laughs> Whichever way it is, it's the pathway lands. Those are all moving up significantly because Pioneer, Pioneer players want to have a good land base, and that's like one of the things that comes with the pioneer format one of the biggest things in the beginning of pioneers like oh the 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 mana base kind of sucks but it is getting better and stuff uh because after that we got the pathways pathways was a big thing we had the triumphs but now we're getting more of the triumphs coming out on streets and and we're completing the set yes so that's gonna give more access to a solid mana base for Pioneer decks. So any Pathway, any Triome, those are moving up significantly at any percentage rate. So if you got a bunch of those, good. I don't know if I can like confidently say like now is the time to be like jumping in on picking up any of those. Like I know I got to complete my set of the Pathways at least, so that way I have full play sets of each. Those to are, mess around with. Those are going to be super prominent in Pioneer. So along with those lands, let's talk about a couple cards here. Uh, Mostly, first up, we have Chandra dressed to kill, which is which is on a strict upward trend. Uh, the thing was like nine bucks before, and now it's like average price of thirteen since the announcement happened. And this is red, red one for a three loyalty planeswalker that uh, the plus one ability adds a red Chandra dressed to kill deals a damage to target player or planeswalker has another plus one of exile the top card of your library if it's red you may cast it this turn and then it has a neg seven of exile the top five cards of your library you may cast cast red spells from among them this turn and then you get an emblem with whenever you cast a red spell this emblem deals x damage to any target where x is the amount of mana spent to cast that spell burn decks oh my god they're gonna love this in pioneer they it's getting used in modern so yeah. why not have it in pioneer exactly so I mean, I don't know. I think on the on the docket of things I've got to build, you know, it just it's long overdue. I've got to do it. Build a burn deck in modern. Borderless average price of Chandra Dress to Kill is at nineteen dollars right now. So I think I got one of those, but I don't remember which one I pulled. Well, keep an eye on those prices as they move yep. up. Like as Pioneer starts to get like an eye more of an eagle focused eye on by the pros like there are going to be prices that move up you're going to start seeing remember guys dig through time treasure cruise death right shaman are all legal in pioneer <laughs> all of those are legal in pioneer all those cards banned in legacy those are three cards banned in legacy that are legal in pioneer and we're going to start fucking seeing why they're banned like don't get me wrong don't get me wrong. The fact that we have fetch shock, fetch mana bases in those older formats are good. But we still have uh, Fabled Passage, which is it's not as good of a fetch, but it's still a solid fetch. 
Don't get me wrong. And it's like the amount of stuff that you can like mill. You have otherworldly gaze that fills up your graveyard. Yep. You have fucking, why am I drawing a blank? Cathartic reunion and stuff where you just like discard cards and start filling up your graveyard. Like there's ways to fill up your graveyard. And I don't know. Uh, those are three cards. I actually did not pull up the prices on any of those. So we're going to do a quick look up on like uh, dig through time at least. So dig through time. Oh my god, Dig Through Time is still at a market price of 78 cents. Foils of the original uh, Cons of Tarkir are 450, an average of around a buck 32. Okay, so right now there's a 60 cents discrepancy between what people are trying to sell them for and what people are actually buying them at. So stores are believing that there is a, a, a climb, a more of a demand coming from Dig Through Time cards. I was about to say, Dig Through Time had a promo too. It did. So the... Uh, it had a secret lair, the dog secret lair, which is about average price of $8.79. And then the WPM, the WPM promo giveaways are only a buck ninety. Still, that's a powerful card. It's two mana look at the top seven, put the best in your hand. Jesus. So, okay. Uh, highlighting the fact of that card. Uh, another card I want to talk about that's kind of based in Spellslinger decks is you have Arc Like Phoenix. This card, again, started to move up in price with the announcement of a Pioneer uh, Pro Tour coming. There, the market price of Arcalite Phoenix is around $7.70 with an average price of around $11.69. So that's a $4 difference between what people are buying and what people are trying to sell them at. And this is one that's going to be climbing up. You talk about Arcalite Phoenix, Arcalite Phoenix decks in modern, in historic, being prominent decks that everyone just can like pick up, play, and are just a solid good deck that can like run away with certain games like if they're not kept in check. And in Pioneer, it's one of those formats where that can actually happen very easily. Moving up in price. Foils of Arclight Phoenix, $23.99. European average of Arclight Phoenix, $6.65. And the final card I kind of wanted to mention in the Pioneer highlight here. <laughs> the card that is just <laughs> keeps moving up. Like, we've been talking about it. I don't know. We, we've mentioned it like a few times in the past, like yeah. four months, uh, in the weekly winners section. And the Meat Hook Massacre, still breaking boundaries, moving up in price, and it does not seem to slow down with the announcement of Pioneer Pro Tours coming into light. You have the average price now jumped up to $72.30 with a market price of $54. You have vendors wanting to sell this at a damn near 50% markup just on the low, on the back of Pro Tour Pioneer announcements. A 50%, in almost 50%, what, 45 or something like that. 40% will just be generous. Uh, foils of this card is about $100. European average, $38. Meat Hook Massacre is solid in whatever control, control deck, aggro deck, uh, mid-range deck. It fits into everything. It's black, black, X, kills a bunch of things, gives cr each creature nagax, nagax when a creature... You control dies, each opponent loses a life. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you gain a life. And this is just like the ultimate restabilizer card. It has multiple printings too. Uh, the cheapest printing is actually the original Innistrad Midnight Hunt printing. The uh, borderless one is going for a market price of $77. The double feature is going for $84. And the pre-release stamped, the pre-release 
pre-release stamped one, a European average of $46, but a foil one is going for 74 So it's still yeah. pretty expensive. So, yeah, this, and we've already talked, too, about the next little piece we want to talk about, the Triumphs. Yeah, I started with those ones because yeah, those ones so. are just easier to knock out of the park there. Exactly. There's all of There's them. so much of the, the stuff within the Pioneer format. Make sure you're paying attention and looking at what's happening. Maybe you've, you've been sitting on a brew that you don't know. If you want to build yet, maybe now's the time to buy the cards quick before they start going up and up and up. Uh, MTG Drip, JMTG, uh, when we had him on, we talked about Pioneer and stuff, and he was talking about like Grease Fang decks. Like, I cannot deny the fact that Grease Fang decks are going to get looked at, and cards that are important to Esper artifacts are also going to be getting looked at. Actually, uh, I, I when we when we did when we had him on the episode, he said he'd totally be down coming back on for Streets of New Capenna. So when we yeah. get him back on, when more Streets of New Capenna stuff comes out, we'll gladly talk to him what he feels about like Pro Tour Pioneer, because he is a pioneer whiz. He was just showing the uh, God. I can't even remember now. He just posted something up on Twitter where he was like, "This deck doesn't affect me at all," and he just like was stomping somebody or something like yeah. that. But uh, JMTG, great follow to have on Twitter. Also, just dropped a round of playmats for his brand, and boy, do they look good. They're a solid blue, and it has MTG drip on them. It looks beautiful. Mm. You're just excited that it's blue. It, I am, and I got it. I will, uh, I'll show it to you at the end of this. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw the picture on Twitter or not. Well, I also saw um, Nomad had one on Saturday. Oh, yeah, he was playing it. Oh, was he using yours? Yeah, he was using mine. Okay. So, yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, so uh, one thing that you can use to help keep on top of all these Pioneer cards moving up in price is you can check out our good friends over at TCGSniper.com. And Big G, what did TCGSniper.com do for us? Well, you know, TCGSniper.com, you can put in a list of cards that you want to tell whether or not they're moving up, they're moving down, whether or not you want to sell them when they're high, buy them when they're low, and they notify you about when those tr- prices change. So if you want to know when Meat Hook, Meat Hook Massacre is up to 100 bucks, because you know what? You've been sitting on four copies and you're only playing one in Commander for whatever reason because that's the only format you play. It will notify you when it gets up to $100 so that way you know when to get more Commander cards or hypothetically, you're looking to pick up your double master's copy of send triplets and you want it to get down to three dollars and you want to be notified <laughs> because you want to build a send triplets deck just like big g you know what it'll notify you of that too but hey matt did you know that you can also put on sealed product for your list can you you can oh that's amazing so that way when maybe sales are happening you can be notified when you're looking for that original modern masters box to be on sale because you've had your heart set on it for a while. They got a bunch of more stuff coming out <laughs> as well. Uh, update wise. Uh, I, I highly recommend checking them out, join their discord and maybe we got to get them back on it. We, we, we talk with them at least like once a year. Yep. So we'll, we'll get uh, Jonathan and penguin on and talk more about TCG sniper very soon. Hell yeah. Um, anything else? Oh wait, what about if we tell them that, or Ooh. what if what if we tell what if our fans tell them that the guys at this week in MTG sent them? They will get three months free of their plus membership. So if you just sign up, you get their free version. You get like five cards, five things that you can enter in to get notified on. But if you get their plus membership, mention that we sent you. You will get their plus membership for three months, and that gives you fifty 
cards or sealed product to enter in to get notified on moving up or down in price. That alone just makes it worth it, worth it for three months. And then like after that, I, oh geez, I can't even remember what price it is and stuff, but it's stupid reasonable. It's stupid reasonable for what they do. Yeah, that's all I got. Perfect. Oh, Big G. Oh, do we finally get to do it? We're at like an hour and 45 minutes. We calling it? We got time? (sighs) Hour 45, I got to edit. Well, I mean, remember, we take out the first 10 minutes for... That's me taking out the first 10, 15 minutes of the... You make the decision then. We got time or not? Ah, Jesus. I really thought we were going to get to it. We well, need Danny here for this podcast. I was going to say, this we one, Danny. we need Danny. We, we need, need all three of us here. So, And maybe next week will be a super light week, news-wise. <laughs> we say that every week. There's just so much shit to talk about. <laughs> Who would have thought that fucking magic news? We could like, pump out almost damn near two hours of content each week. Exactly. Just alone so. talking magic news. And that's not like including everybody else that's like, going in on like EDH decks, but this is just straight up magic news. And then throwing our opinions and shit like right. that. Right. So, all right. So we're putting off ThoughtCast again. It's, it's all Three good. weeks in a row? Three weeks in a row. Three and I, I was so excited for this idea. I thought we were going to do it right away. But you know what? The best things come to those who wait. Yes. We need to be patient. Patience. Ah, ah. I don't think we were recording <laughs> this one. Were we recording? This? No, this is before the episode started. Uh, there's... Yeah, no, pay- you, we recorded it. Were we recording? Yeah, you were, record, you, we were, you were talking about how you are a millennial, but there are others within our generation. Uh, yeah, you yes. already talked about it. Okay, I did, yes. Okay, well, magic folk, with that, if you made it to the end of this episode, big thank yous. You're all legendary motherfuckers for doing that, making it to the end of episode 132 of This Week in MTG. Also, big shout out and thank yous to our Patreons over at patreon.com slash thisweekinmtg, where you can also join in and support us if you think that we're worth supporting. You get put in for drawings and shit like that. Also, big thank you to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. If you're looking for anything magic-related, go check them out. Also, big thank you to ultimate gaming in detroit lakes for giving us this awesome kamigawa neon dynasty pre-release kit that we're going to be giving away links down below to enter into that do we got anything else hey make sure to follow us on all our social medias Ooh, smart i don't think we right. do that rate we us rate us on any podcatcher that you're on that can oh, yeah. get rated let people find us it's so cool when people message us or join the discord where they're like yeah we just like naturally found you we just which is awesome it makes us feel so fucking good but yeah, no, that's all I got. You know, join us. Be a part of our community. We'd love to chat with you. Yeah. We fucking love it. I don't know. And uh, yes, now, you got nothing else to say there, Big G? I got nothing else to say, man. It's just another great week of talking about magic, enjoying a few brews. Indeed. And with that, magic folk, we will catch you next time. See ya. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! Danny, stop being responsible. You're supposed to be like us.